0: You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network.
1: Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts...
2: Happy Humpty Mouse listeners. This is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie, Gina, and Chrissy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 838 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains as based between your ears, the Mousecapades and more podcast.
0: Just a reminder that the Mouse Page and More podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, we would be glad to help. You could just text us. We've got Vicki, Chrissy, Gina, and myself, Stephanie. The number is 636-373-4497. And we would be so happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 is going to hold your resort and ticket package. So go ahead pick up that phone and contact one of us today.
2: So listeners, today is going to be a little bit of news but we're also going to answer some things that we've had some listeners reach out to us specifically angel um some of the things that he was asking us about um he wrote in last week because i gotta tell you after the last couple weeks there really hasn't been a lot of that much fantastic news so we're going to go with a little bit of news and then we're going to hit some topics that we know others people want to hear about So last week we talked about Tiana's palace coming to Disneyland and it is replacing the French market. Lee in California wrote in and he shared that Tiana's palace is supposed to have dishes that are inspired by the movie, the princess and the pea. And since the current restaurant is selling French food, that it looks like the menu is going to be very similar to what's there already. Cause like, um, jambalaya and beignets that kind of feel. So I don't, No, I don't think that's going to be overworn that we're there. So we'll have to take a different trip out there, girls.
0: I mean, twist our arm, right?
2: Yep.
3: I I can say this. I'm not allowed to go to Disneyland after this without my family again, because they loved Disneyland.
0: (laughs) Really? Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it is good. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. Um, If you haven't heard of it, it's an amazing experience at Magic Kingdom. It's for little girls, ages three to 12. Um, And actually you can have boys go there as well for like pirate makeovers and things also. Um, It's a unique salon and it provides a range of makeover packages, including just hairstyling, makeup application. Um, And then you could also buy your gowns there um, or you could bring them and then you can also get accessories. So normally this is something that when it opens up for bookings. It's like one of those really hard to get restaurants where the reservations are gone instantly and you are just constantly searching and searching and searching, trying to get um, a reservation for this. Um, however, recently there's like a sign that's been outside of the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique letting guests know that welcome uh, walk-ins are welcome. And that's not very common. It is a sold out type of thing. And if you... Are not If you don't have a reservation, you're not getting in. Um, but yeah, there have been some um, walk-ins that they've been letting in. So um, we do know that after the pandemic, the Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique at Magic Kingdom, it didn't open for a while. I have a few theories about maybe why this is. I know things like Bounding Beauty and some other um, furloughed cast members opened up their own businesses and they come to your hotel rooms and they can give you makeovers there and those have gotten very popular so i'm wondering if maybe that's what's taking some of the attention away from the bibbidi-bobbidi boutique um at this time actually they've only opened the one to magic Kingdom. There's two more. There's one at Grand Floridian and then also at Disney Springs, and those have not opened yet. So it's really surprising to me that with only one of the three being open, they are still taking those walk-ins. Hopefully, this won't be the downfall for the original. Um, In the meantime, we're just hoping that uh, these openings have made some little princesses' dreams come true, because it still is a magical experience to get to go and get your makeup done by the Fairy Godmothers.
2: It is a really cool experience. I'm sad that Kaylee was too old for it.
4: <laughs> the nice thing about the furloughed cast members who who come in and do it in your resort hotels, they'll do them for any any age.
2: This is true. Adults, yes.
4: And it's
3: not as expensive either.
0: And they, what that you get, like I mean, the Bounty and Beauty one. She gives you these huge like hair extensions that look so cool. I mean, it's a totally different package than the like typical slipped back bun.
4: Not to discount what the fairy godmothers do as part of the Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique package, but these were former fairy godmothers who had to find something to do during their time off from the pandemic while they were furloughed so they did the best they could and they're all you know they were all licensed cosmetologists they the fairy godmothers are licensed cosmetologists so they're trained well at what they do so they had to do something and their side hustle became their full-time business so good for them and the the beauty boutique it yes
0: you're right they're good at what they do yeah it's a definite unique experience it's just you get a certain package and there aren't as many options as with these furloughed cast members where they can do so much more i'm sure a lot of the fairy godmothers probably could also do that they're just their hands are tied they're only allowed to give you these three hairstyles um so it is more limited but then you get the the experience of looking in the big mirror and you know the they they do a lot of really cool stuff while you're there. So indeed.
4: But like again, like you, like Vicky said, poor Kaylee, she was too old for it. But if she wants a cool kind of and it doesn't even have to be like extreme, it can be very subtle for an adult as well. Just kind of a cool hairstyle or a cool you know, if you're doing a special photo pass that capture your moment or something and you just want to look a little more glam, they'll come and do that too.
2: You need those bounding beauty people come, Gina, when you go.
3: Yeah, right.
2: They can do you and Abby.
3: Yeah, I'm good. It's going to be so freaking hot. We'd sweat all the makeup off. My hair <laughs> <laughs> would out. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe in October.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: So the Kilimanjaro Safari is one of the most popular rides at Animal Kingdom Park, and it allows guests to ride in Jeeps through the environment of many animals in their real habitats. Recently, some of the guests were riding on the ride and right after they crossed the bridge by the crocodiles, the Jeep began smoking. The driver pulled the Jeep over and stopped, calling for a tow truck. Meanwhile, smoke started coming up from the front of the truck and wafting out. Uh, The cast member stayed cool and collected and made sure that everyone knew they were okay and they were in the shade and that everything was under control a maintenance crew came out and towed the vehicle through the rest of the safari so everyone on it got to complete the ride it is just another sign of how well the cast members are trained to make sure that guests are safe and well taken care of at the parks
2: i almost think it would be cooler to be towed i'd say the engine blew up i don't know but i'm just thinking how cool that would be to be towed around <laughs> i was just thinking that
0: would scare me over the crocodiles
2: well I know I it said just past the crocodile so I was like praise God they were past the, uh, they were past the crocodiles it's because you imagine if that happened like okay well let's just get across this bridge first right right <laughs> then we'll stop it
3: you, or even if if they were on top of the bridge could you imagine
2: right so crazy
4: here's something about Epcot. Most of the construction there is happening at what is now the World Celebration section of the park. The good news is that those construction walls should all be down by late 2023. My gosh, it's been forever. That means that riders exiting Spaceship Earth will have a good look at Dreamer's Point, which will feature a new statue of Walt himself. The Communicore Plaza Festival area and Communicore Hall should also open in late 2023. Communicore Plaza is an outdoor space for visitors to relax while enjoying festivals, although the space can also host concerts and performances. Communicore Hall is inside the plaza and will be the first structure built in Epcot to support festival programming, which I think is awfully cool because as many, I mean... It, it, they host festivals year round now. And going way back, even as far back to my cast member days, it's kind of like we're going to host food and wine and we're just going to kind of adapt this, the space to fit the festival. So this is exciting news.
2: Yay. I know they did take one wall down this weekend to those bathrooms on, uh, I don't know what that's called and it still has walls up but you can cut through it's when you're going from the connection store and then you can kind of cross over to on your way to like figment oh those bathrooms are open and they're going to be they're going to be in the green section which i can't remember all the names of the sections i'm gonna have to relearn everything so the walls were had this green wave and so they were showing on a map this weekend The bathrooms will be color-coded and they'll go along with their theming, so.
0: I feel like I'm going to be so confused going to Epcot when the walls are down. Like, I've gotten used to
4: them. What is all this open space? I'm not going to recognize it.
0: I'm going to start taking, like, the long way around places just (laughs) because it's what I'm used to. Like, oh, I know how to get there. you got to go (laughs) way. No.
4: You could straight across. I, I really don't know which construction was longer, Tron or all of the construction walls at Epcot. I think Apcot, yeah. I really
2: feel it was. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would say that's so hard because that's what somebody was, our, our friends were asking when they were there, if they could go in the park, would it be worth it to go into Tron? And it's not that Tron's not good. It's that Tron's so short, right? If that's the only reason you're going in there, mm, I just have a hard time with that. If you were asking if I would go into Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, I would say yes, because at least you feel like you're on the ride for a while. Uh, well, Gina gave us all this information, but as you know, we told you they're trying to make Genie Plus better for all the guests. I'm really not sure we can talk about when I get done. You guys can talk about why they think this is making it better. But when this airs on Wednesday, it will have been yesterday, Tuesday, Uh, June 27th, Disney guests are going to be able to choose a one park option or a multiple park option to purchase the Genie Plus in case you want to go to the, use your Genie Plus in the morning at one place and you want to use it somewhere else in the afternoon. Um, But the price is going to be depending on the capacity of whatever park. So the busyness of the park, just like it did before with Lightning Lanes. So Magic Kingdom could be $27, and then if you hop over to Animal Kingdom and you decide you want to do it, it could be $19 a person. Now, we don't know if this is a permanent situation. Personally, I hope it's not, but I'm hoping one of you guys can explain to me how this is making it better for us.
3: Well, and if you pick the multiple park, it's just one flat fee. Yeah, Oh,
2: it's okay.
4: $27 fee. Because that's how it is at Disneyland currently, right? Because like when I was there in May, it was a $25 a day, kind of like it was last fall for Homecoming at Disney World when you were able to purchase it as part of your package. My sister and I had our room at Pop and we had our Park Hopper tickets and we had pre-purchased Genie Plus because you were able to back then. I forget how much it was per day, but we had added Genie Plus to our package back then. When I went to Disneyland in May, it was $25 a day. Disneyland doesn't fluctuate like Disney World. No, theirs is the flat fee. fee. That's where the confusion with Disney World is going to come in. I like the way Disneyland's Genie, and I think Genie Plus is better at Disneyland. 100%. We can get into that later in the show. I think this is good. I think the concept of this going to be good. I think it is on the right track. The daily fluctuation of pricing, S-U-C-K-S. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think it needs to be a flat price. And if they want to make it $25 a day, people are going to pay it. They do on the West Coast. Yep.
3: Make it one flat price. And here's my issue with this, with the pricing for each park, okay? My This is my personal opinion. I would be more apt to purchase Genie Plus for Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios because there's more rides. That's why they're doing it. Animal Kingdom and Epcot, I feel like it's not warranted. Like, you don't need it. Like, yes, I think you should purchase, if you really want to ride um, Flight of Passage that, or Guardians of the Galaxy, then you need to do the individual Lightning Lane purchase and do it that way and not purchase the whole day of genie plus
0: right well and i think though that that's why they have the different prices per park because the price for animal kingdom and for epcot is less because they're seeing that people do not want to pay that much money for those parks so this will maybe incentivize like oh if it's If it's cheaper, I guess maybe I could go ahead and do it. But of course, for a park hopper, they have to charge however the highest amount is because you could then go over to Magic Kingdom.
4: And that's why, and, and, and here's where maybe I'm the dumb consumer. A year ago when I booked my package for homecoming in October... Click, 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 add genie plus, absolutely. If they had charged me a flat $25, I'd pay $25 to put it mm. on my Animal Kingdom and Epcot. I wouldn't have even thought of it. Right. But this 16 and 17 and what it confuses me. And I'd well, really... and I think
3: I'm taking away the option to purchase when you purchase your tickets too kind of hurt. I'd I'd be like, add genie
4: plus $25 a day. Absolutely but making me yeah making me do it on a day to day basis
0: when you bundle it it just see it's kind of like people with the um with the dining plan like right. it just feels better to get it out of the way it's part of the package this is just what it is there's no surprises later on but if it's a per day some some days you wake up and you're just in a mood where you're like wait a minute it's going to be another 100 bucks for my family today to do genie plus meh nah.
4: Right. I just bought a new Dooney yesterday. Do I really want to spend more on Genie Plus? Right. Yeah.
0: And you just suddenly, and maybe later you regret
4: it, but like it just makes you
0: rethink it. If it was part of the package, it would be easier.
4: But no, I I think we are heading in the right direction. I really do. I think it this could be good. And I get the pricing tiers. I get what Gina's saying. I totally understand that. And I see the reasoning behind it. I just wish they didn't make it so darn complicated. Right. Yeah. They And they still,
0: like, they still have not simplified the park hopping yet, where you still have to wait till 2.
3: Oh, but that's going away in January, right? No, you still cannot park hop until 2. It's just the reservations that's going away. The only thing that you're getting rid of is the the I
4: wish the park hopping would go back to the way it should be. Yes. Because I would walk into Animal Kingdom, ride one or two rides, and then go to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Because to me, Animal Kingdom is not even a half-day park. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Actually, a lot of people feel like that. I love Animal Kingdom, but there are a lot of people who, who think that as well. And and I know people who tell me Hollywood Studios is a half-day park. To me, Hollywood Studios is a four-day park.
2: <laughs> it used to be the park that, you know, we would go to two, uh, when we went 10 days, we would go two times to Hollywood Studios and two times to Magic Kingdom rather than Epcot. But now we've fallen in love with Epcot, even with right. the, mm-hmm. even with the walls. So, yeah, I understand it. And I'm hoping someday, Chrissy, that it will go back to its glory because I'm hoping we'll get back some of those character meet and greets. I think they're finally realizing that they need to change up that area where the Little Mermaid is.
4: I'm hoping they they kind of almost just need to bulldoze it. But that's for another episode. <laughs> well, even
0: though that Park Hopper thing is kind of messed up, I'm still... I I still see the value in a park hopper. And I will just say that with children, like when Teddy fell in love with Test Track, I wish we had park hoppers because every park we went to, he was like, I want to ride Test Track. I want to ride Test Track. And I wish if we had those park hoppers, we could have just went back like, okay, back to Epcot. We're going to ride another, we're going to ride it again. Like You don't know what your kid's favorite ride is going to be. Um, And then there's also times where there's like, firework shows that get canceled for one reason or another, Um, they can't go on. And then you could always just park hop over another day so you could see that. So it just gives you a lot of flexibility. And the park hopping is kind of like a one price to add on and it's to all of your tickets. So it's just worth it to go ahead. And if you're thinking about doing it for one day, just, just do it. And then you have it for all the days just in case you need it.
2: And that's a good segue for uh, Chrissy. I mean, Stephanie started talking about. So one of the things that Angel asked was, can we explain the park hopper? And you already started it, but and the benefits of it. I just don't usually recommend the park hopper for people that are going the first time because I feel like they need to feel out where they are. And park hopping can sometimes be overwhelming to people that aren't us and know where every bathroom is or every good snack. So if you want to touch on that and then we can throw in a little bit of time, I'm not sure we're going to get to go everything that he had put on there, but we can always do it another week. It doesn't matter.
0: So Vicky, I do agree with you for people's first trips. There's so much to do in every single park. um, And it just complicates it a little more to be like, okay, and now I'm going to go park up over to this one. Like, I haven't even done everything at the park that I'm at. So I agree that I most, most of the time would say you don't need to get a park hopper, add it onto your ticket. If if it's your first time, just go and enjoy the park and try and see everything that there is to see because you're not going to get bored while you're there. There's going to be plenty that you weren't able to do. Um, however,
2: it is nice for those reasons that I just mentioned I think he just wanted to know why we found that beneficial. And I think you touched on that. Like Teddy just loved Test Track. And so you were able to make that. If you had the park hopper, you would be able to make that dream come true for Teddy. Or some of us love to watch the fireworks. Let's say we love, well, Fantasmic. I could watch Fantasmic every night.
0: Well, and Animal Kingdom doesn't have fireworks. So even though I think that Animal Kingdom is a full day, I still would leave Animal Kingdom just a little bit early so I can go see fireworks somewhere else because I enjoy seeing a good fireworks show. So I'm going to hop on over somewhere else and see that.
3: My family is like yours, Stephanie. like Test Track is their go-to. So they will park hop to Test Track on the way to park hopping to another park. That's what we do. <laughs> and
0: and so- some families go go back to the resort and they do the pool in the afternoon. And so then it really opens because for if you're not doing that, you're just going to stay at the park the entire day. But if you were going to go back to your resort anyways and get on some sort of transportation to go back to the resort, then why do you have to go back to the exact same park that you left? You could go to whatever your favorite one is. So it just makes it a lot more flexible, if you would. And,
4: and that was a point I was going to make. And a lot of people say, you know, if you've got small kids, you have the flexibility of going back to your resort and taking a nap. I don't have small kids. Our last, One of our last trips, I was not feeling well. I left Mike and Michael. I think it was Animal Kingdom. I was getting real overheated. And I walked all the way back to the front of the park, hopped the bus back to Pop Century. I went back to the room. Slept for a couple of hours. They finished what they wanted to do to, to do at Animal Kingdom. Came back. They came back and swam. And they're like, "Where do you want to go next?" And I'm like, "Let's go to Epcot. Let's grab something." You know, you just have that flexibility. And then Michael, Mike, Mike, and I were finished at Epcot, and he, you know, Hollywood Studios was open later. That you know, he's like, "I want to, you know, ride Rock and Roller." You know, you just have that flexibility.
3: It's not that expensive. To add it on, either like Disney World is different with the pricing tiers, it's not a straight fee, but <clears throat> I know Disneyland is just $60 across the board, right?
0: So, another few things um that are benefits to the park hopper would be. Dining reservations, because if you have your park reservations and then all of a sudden like, oh, this this restaurant that I really wanted to eat at just opened up, but it's not my Epcot day or it's not. okay. well, you can go over there and you could just make it your Epcot day because. Well, even
4: weather, the weather changes and I don't feel like being at Animal Kingdom when it's one hundred and eight degrees and ninety eight percent humidity because that park traps all of the heat and humidity. I want to go to Epcot and have a nice sit down meal in France <laughs> and it opens up. That's funny cuz I
0: actually prefer being at Animal Kingdom when it's hot because there's more shade.
4: Oh, I think it's
2: as humid as all get out. Well, it is because of that fishbowl. We talked about that. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. I've
0: never noticed that. I'm always burning up at Epcot and Hollywood Studios because there's not enough shade at those. And there's more people crowded in and they're like on top of each other. And then I'm like,
3: I think it's more hot. I think it's hotter at Epcot. But
4: I will say we've been focusing, and Gina touched on it a little bit. We've been focusing on Walt Disney World, but Disneyland... Park hopping is a must. It, right across the esplanade. I mean, we would look at our app and we're like, oh look, Guardians is only a thirty minute wait. We, I mean, it might take me thirty minutes to walk over there because whatever point we were at in Disneyland. But we would walk over there and literally park. Park hopping is a must on the West Coast. You do not not have the park hopper over there. I mean, it it would if you do not have park hopping. You're not doing it right over there. It it would be criminal. Listen
3: to yeah. my trip report. We'd start uh-huh. out at one park and then we'd go back to the resort for lunch and a nap and then go back to go to the other park. And then you guys are staying at the Grand Californian. you'll I mean you've got
4: two separate entrances. So I mean it's it's crazy.
3: Same. Um there is one more point that I I do want to make about Walt Disney World is that Like, if you're taking a short trip, like our trip in November, we only did a couple days in the park. So we did park hoppers because we split Animal Kingdom and Epcot Day. So we spent the morning at Animal Kingdom, and then we went to Epcot in the evening. And if you're going for a short time and you still want to hit all four parks, that's going to be your best option is to have the park hopper.
4: Right, because my sister and I, when we go in in November – we are there Friday full day, Saturday full day, Sunday full day. So park hopping is a must.
1: Yeah.
3: And if you if even if you have like Christmas party tickets or, you know, Halloween party tickets at Magic Kingdom, but you still want to go to a park a day, but you don't necessarily want to go to Magic Kingdom, you can spend that day in one of the other parks. I mean, granted, you still get time in to go early with its Tickets, but you can also go in at two o'clock if you wanted
0: and give you right. a lot of time. So true. Let's talk about Genie Plus.
3: I mean, I am no
4: expert on Genie Plus, but I do. Lo- I won't go without it. I mean, I don't care if it's twenty five dollars a day. I mean, it's been as much as what twenty seven dollars a day in spring break and Christmas. But in Disneyland, we paid $25 a day, plus the individual lightning lanes for like Radiator Springs. We didn't do Rise of the Resistance out there because it's exactly a carbon copy of Disney World's, And we didn't, not that we didn't want to waste our time, but I wanted to do things out there that I hadn't ever done before. So I didn't do Galaxy's Edge out there. We just walked through, which was really bizarre. But Genie Plus for me is a must do.
3: I think Amy and I are going to try and not use it this time in two weeks. Um, Just because we also have, she has DAS Pass. And now we did have both the DAS Pass and Genie Plus at Disneyland. And it worked perfectly because we were, we just kept stacking them and we got to ride everything like, and it made the day so super smooth for us. So I think it was great out there. Now when we went in November and we stayed off property and we, had, we were doing the park hopping. It did suck because the rides, like we were, we knew we were gonna be at Animal Kingdom in the morning, but I had to wait until the park opened to get my, uh, to purchase my individual lightning lane.
2: Because you were off property, right?
3: Right. Flight of passage, I couldn't get it. Like it popped up at like 5 p.m., but we were gonna be at Epcot. So I didn't get it. We didn't get to ride it. And, <clears throat> but now with Das Pass, I don't think i would purchase it because i'll just go ahead and like do the line since we don't have to stand in it anyway i feel like if it's super super busy and you're not park hopping i think it's beneficial i've never not used it before so this will this will be i might change my opinion after
2: yeah i would like to hear what you have to say when you guys get back into your trip report
3: but i do have to say that Disneyland, it works very well. It was made for
4: Disneyland. I agree, and I wasn't the one navigating it in Disneyland. My my girlfriend and her son were the ones stacking and snagging and doing all this. In fact, a little secret they would see if a ride was down, then they'd they'd it was weird. They'd snag the
2: Lightning Lane
4: yeah then you'd get another uh unlimited lightning lane for it so like yeah. if they saw in coaster was down which was down a lot they'd snag it and if it was down during our return time we'd get an unlimited lightning lane or whatever they called it so that's how we got to ride Guardian six times yeah.
0: wow that's awesome
4: now we did still get to ride in credit coaster three or four times and in fact when Coaster came back up, they ended up getting to ride it five times in a row. It, we had already gone back to the room, so they got to use our return times. But, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, they got to ride so many things. It, I just feel like it's night and day. Genie Plus is made for those two parks on the West Coast. Absolutely. It works well for Disney World, but it's made night and day different.
0: It works well sometimes Like gets a double-edged sword because you can say, oh, well, if it's a really busy day, then you should get Genie Plus. But then the same thing could happen where it's a really busy day and everybody buys Genie Plus because it's so busy. And then there's no Genie Plus reservations available. So I've had clients go and they're like, I got to get four rides total with my Genie Plus for the whole day.
4: You're right. I think the resistance was
3: up to six hours the other day.
4: Right, and it was something like that. They're like their genie plus time was like a six-hour wait, but they walked right on with their lightning lane. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's, it stinks that it works that way that you're paying just to walk on. But I get it. Well, and I
0: I like the individual lightning lanes because you can pick your time, but and it's not as much of that gamble of. How many things am I going to be able to ride or am I just
4: buying this so like I can go skip a 5 minute line? And it's just something that I have to tell guests, it's just something you're going to have to budget for cuz are you going to really want to spend 4 hours waiting in line for Radiator Spring Racers or are you going to want to spend $17 a person and just do it? Because I don't think we waited 20 minutes maybe. In that queue.
3: I think that um at Disney World definitely I, I I highly recommend it for Magic Kingdom and for Hollywood Studios. Agreed. I think it's a waste at Epcot and um, Animal Kingdom unless you're just doing the individual purchase of the
2: lightning lane.
0: I still see some value at Epcot. Things like
2: Soren and Remy test track but even soren has had low weights lately that's what we watch kyle almost every day so of course that's the one that we um pay attention to but the other day he went in there and it said that haunted mansion was 50 minutes and he waited six.
3: Oh my gosh well and i've been i do a tracker, like it's just a predictor a crowd predictor thing and the week that abby and I are there. It's low. It is completely low. Like it's like Magic Kingdom's like a six out of 10. And then like the rest of the week, everything else is like a four and a five. So it's not going to be crowded. Like it is like in October when we normally go.
2: So somebody that's going to go a lot unless like in the situation with Steph where her kids are small, I can see getting the genie plus because then she can kind of try to ensure that some of those rides get done. But my kids are older. And so they know, well, I might not get to do this ride this time, but then I'll get to do it the next time. Right. So I think, because it's insane and people are going to just tease me relentlessly at how many times I've ended going this year. But at the same time, I'm also going because we are travel agents and we, I mean, honestly, yes, we want to go, but we can't really tell people about stuff if we haven't experienced it ourselves. Even our, my accountant said, yes, this is part of your business. This is what you should do. You should, how can you tell somebody to do something if you've never done it before? But if I, because I know I'm going back so much, I think that's why I'm not always buying Genie Plus at Disney World. I'm most definitely doing it when we go to Disneyland because one, it's my first time. And two, because you guys tell me I should. So I I have to go with your experience, not my own.
4: And plus part of, part of your first time going to Disneyland, you want to see things that you haven't experienced. Correct. I like using Genie Plus because I like to have the experience just of navigating it. I also go to Disney World knowing I will be back. Right. Disneyland, I wasn't always sure if I would be back. Disneyland, my husband and my son, we always go with the mentality, we will be back. But I also go with the mentality, what if I don't go back? I'm weird like that. So I do like to ride my favorites.
2: Oh, no. And I do, too yeah
4: but i mean i won't be crushed okay i would be crushed if i couldn't write tower of terror (laughs) but i don't know i'm weird i i just always i just now that it's offered i go with it but i don't have an annual pass like you do so i don't get down there quite as often (laughs) as you do
2: yeah you go a lot i do go a lot i am very blessed i will say that but um and I have a husband that's supporting it because it. we are doing the podcast and we are. He sees me trying to talk to people about traveling. And it's always easier to explain something to somebody if you've actually done it. Right. Which is why I'm trying to try more and more restaurants. Just some of them do not. And I am not a picky eater, but I am not going to go eat snails at Be Our Guest. I'm just telling you right now.
3: <laughs> I'm going there on our girlfriend. Are you? Yeah, we have uh, dinner there. I know it's going to be a waste for me because I can't eat that much, but I was going to say something that we've always wanted to do and have never done. And so, you know what? I want to do the experience, especially with Abby, because I know I'd never get Chris and Andrew to eat there. They've at least got stuff on the menu that I can eat. I'm going to ask if I can at least order off the kids menu, (laughs) even though I'll pay for the adult. I get it. But can I just get the portion size of the kids?
2: So my nieces are going there. Uh, What's, on wednesday and when this airs and i can't wait to do a report with them because i'm like you're doing what because they're like have you eaten there i said well yes but that was when it was quick serve at breakfast and lunch so i'm interested to see we went through the menu with them i didn't realize there i thought it was charcuterie or snails but there's a couple more options and one of them is french onion soup which i'd be fine with but i mean how many kids are going to eat french onion soup
3: i'm going to get the salad because we had a salad for the appetizer so i'm going to get that
2: they were super excited to go so i'm very excited for them
3: y'all don't let me know i mean i'll listen to the episode of it's before i go so
2: <laughs> she's staying with someone like they have family down there she's her friend's family and they're staying there so she's not paying a hotel room well i want to give a shout out to sarah from georgetown texas uh she reached out to us this week thank you so much for doing that it really made my day i was having a hard day at, at summer camp it was too much painting with kindergarten and first grade. And so <laughs> I heard thing popped up and I was, I just put a smile on my face and I was like, Oh my gosh. She was like, I love listening to your show. And then she gave us some tips of things that she would like to hear. Um, she's going to Disney world in November. So that is definitely on the docket, Sarah. Um, it's not obviously this week, but, um, we will get it on there. I promise I have it on my list. Hopefully it'll be covered within the next couple of weeks, but we appreciate you. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, I'm now having so many of you guys write in. I'm just going to have to do pockets of you because we could use the whole podcast time now to write to say names, which is very amazing. Thank Yay. you for celebrating um, the magic of Disney with us. We really, really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us and thanks for listening. If you could go on to Apple or Podbean and give us a rating and a comment, it would mean a lot to us. Obviously, we are, as Vicki just said, really enjoying hearing from all of you. Let us know what you would like to hear more about because we're always reshaping the show, just like we did today, to cater to the needs of our listeners.
3: If you're interested in being a guest on our show, or you have questions or comments, just text us at 636. 373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki, Stephanie, Chrissy, or myself, Gina at 636-373-4497. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki,
4: Matt, and Rebecca will be talking about things at Disney World that are unique that some may not know, like having your silhouette drawn and other magical things. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the mascapades and more podcast.
2: Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love.
4: See you real soon. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo.
0: Have a magical day, my friends. It's time.
1: I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a must.